And uh, no wonder uh, some of the ways people act and the misery that they live in, it's sad, it really is. And uh, they could have the Lord Jesus, and unfortunately, uh, some just don't want him. And I can't understand that at all, cannot. Well, um, do remember the sign-up sheet in the back before I get started uh, for Thanksgiving next week. Looking forward to that. We'll have the morning service. Uh, we'll have the, our Thanksgiving dinner right after that. Please be inviting people. A great way to have people uh, to invite and offer a free meal. <laughs> and uh, we have uh, uh, great things planned uh, for that, I know. And I know there's uh, people have been signing up out there and thankful for that and looking forward to that. But let's, let's remember, let's use this. As a, as, a, as a great tool, just to have people get people under the sound of the gospel. And uh, I tell you what, a thankful life, a thankful life is a life that is going to go out and uh, going gonna, to, uh, uh, let, me, let me say it this way. I like what one person said. Uh, you know, I'm just, how do you say it? I'm, I'm just a beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, right? I'm telling you what, if you've ever been a beggar and you've been thankful to find bread, uh, I tell you what, you'll tell somebody else where to find it, amen? And we have an opportunity here next week and uh, to invite people. We should be inviting every week, every service, but sometimes it makes it a little easier for people to show up if it comes across as a little more informal and, and uh, some meals. So be uh, preparing for that, be praying for that, looking forward to it. And um, so we'll be, we'll be working on that this week. I've told you about this before, I know I have, but it, it fits so well with the with the text that we're in today. Uh, me and a, a friend of mine years ago, uh, we, we had dropped off a friend. This was way south of Aurora. They lived out on the old wire road. How many know where the old wire road is in Aurora? And uh, okay, <laughs> Jack knows. Of course, we lived on it. We know where that's at. And, uh, and you'd come down. Uh, you could come from Revisville. You'd come down. You could hit the old wire road. You'd go west there, and you'd go through three dry, uh, wa- uh, crossings of, of the little creek there. And, uh, and the first one used to, they put, they've cemented a lot of these in, so they're a lot nicer. But back then they weren't. They're just through the creek, man. And you, this one was pretty steep, and you have to get on the left side and just hammer it so you can get up out of it and get it back up on the road. And, and those days are kind of going away, aren't they, man? And then the next kind of wash was a little bit easier. But the, the next, the final one up by the spring house where, where the Clarks lived, where John Clark lived, it was pretty wide and it was gravelly and, and it had just rained. And so you know what, those old creek beds, if you're not used to them, after a rain, they get real loose. That rock gets real loose. And, and I went through it as just a two-wheel drive truck as my granddad's old truck. is about a 69 Chevrolet. And, and me and this kid, Tim, were headed to, to drop him off and then... To out, then I was going to the farm, going home that night, and we had just dropped another kid off at the other end of the wire road. Got into that big uh, wash there, and the truck went in there is and just went blub 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 blub, sunk in that rock. <laughs> Little straight six, v, uh, straight six in that, and it, it kind of blubbed under the water like blub blub blub, like a little, you know. It's, and then the tires are going, Warrr. I'm like, oh. so we got out of the truck. And we walked east, I think that's east, I get so turned around down there, back to another guy's house, Stephen, that we had just dropped off. That wire road that night, there was no moon out that night, right? And uh, unless you live in the country, you don't know how valuable a full moon is. There was no moon out that night. It was dark. 
It was summertime, leaves were on the tree. I mean, it was that little path, that wire road was so dark. And Tim and I were hitting shoulders trying to stay in the middle of the road because we're terrified. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're terrified of walking. We're like a bunch of little scared girls walking down the road there because it was creepy, man. Yeah, I mean, I told him one time, I said, Tim, just think of all the eyes that are watching us, you know, of all the, he's like, stop, 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 don't even say anything, you know. And we're just we're trying to get back to the house to get somebody to come back with a tractor to pull us out of the, out of the creek bed, you know. And, uh, and when you're driving down, the, walking in this road, man, you're just assuming the worst of everything. Right, you're assuming there's there's that night the bobcat's going to be there. There's going to be some you know panther or whatever is going to be around a, a bear, whatever, and uh, it's coming up. And watch while you're walk while we're walking down the road. If somebody said, okay, if there's one thing you could have, what would you want right now? I would say a flashlight. I would have loved a flashlight. There were none of these phones, right? There were no light. There were no phones and no lights on the phone. These are handy, aren't they, for the light? There were none of that. There was none of that. And there we were going, uh, walking down this wire road, wishing for a light. Why? Because we were uncomfortable. Why? We were out of our element. Why? Because we're not nocturnal creatures that live in the woods on a normal basis. Once in a while we do it, but not all the time, right? And, uh, and we still weren't nocturnal. <laughs> but... Uh, we were out of our element. It was scary. We didn't like it. If we had just had a light, we wouldn't have been scared, right? We would have walked along more confidently. We wouldn't have been like watching every step we make, right? Slowly plotting. No, we'd have just been going, going west there pretty, or east there pretty comfortably. We, 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 we wouldn't have uh, been to, so distracted by the animals lurking in the woods, Right? Anybody get caught out at night without a flashlight? Having to walk home? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you this morning that we are lights? The Word of God says here in our text, we are lights. We are lights in a dark world. We are lights in a dark world. But the problem is, some of us are navigating life without the light on. And it brings problems, doesn't it? I want to look at this this morning in our text in Ephesians chapter 5. And the title of the message, if you want to write down a title, the title is, You Have a Light, Now Use It. Okay? If you want to write that down, that's okay. We saw last week that, that uh, we were to imitate God. We were to follow God. Verse 1, we imitate Him like a dear child, like a child would imitate a parent. We are to imitate Him how we, how we walk in love. What, what are we saying here? We live like the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, how did he live? Well, we know this. He lived obedient to the Father. I mean, that time in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was uh, weeping there and praying and sweating, as it were, great drops of blood. And he said, Father, if it, be thy, if it be thy will, you know, let this cup pass for me. But nevertheless, listen to what he said. Not my will, but thine be done. Yeah. Jesus followed the will of his Father he lived for others. He lived a life for others. I, I mean, that, that sounds like such a simple statement, but it is really deep and it is really profound. And it is really one of the most difficult things for us to do. And is one of the most difficult things that is totally opposite of our nature and what we want to do. We can say, oh, we just, just live for others, brother and sister, just live for others. Yeah, that's easier said than done, isn't it? 
Because our flesh says, "Uh uh-uh, I want to do what I want to do. Right? No, this wasn't the Lord Jesus Christ. He lived for others. What did he do? He said, I came into the world to seek and to save that which was lost. And this should mark our life, amen? As a believer, as a Christian, as a, as a little Christ, this should mark our life, a life obedient to the Father, a life living for others, and a life seeking uh, the lost. How many had it on your mind this week? How many of you have had it on your mind this week? To endeavor to live like Jesus. How many woke up any, any, any one of these mornings and said, Lord, would you help me today? I just want to live like Jesus today. How many had that? Yeah, amen. You know, that's not normal all the time because watch, we get so caught up in this world and so caught up in this life and so caught up in the busyness of our life that we forget of why we're even here and how we're supposed to live. And listen, our nation and the world is hurting because of it. It is. You say, well, it's getting darker. Why is that? Why is that? Can I tell you something this morning? You get, you, you get a one light. I, I was coming in on the airplane last night, and I'm, I'm, we're up at 30,000 feet, and it's dark, and you can see as far, but I'm telling you, as far away as you, I, don't, I have no idea how many miles away it is. You can see one little lone light out in the darkness, 30,000 feet away and probably down and probably 100, you know, 100 miles away. You can see one singular light from that far away. Don't tell me the world is too dark. The darker the world gets, the brighter the light gets. The problem is with the light, not with the darkness. Right? Nobody walks into a dark room and goes, oh my goodness, it's so dark. Well, you might. But the normal thing to do is, where's the light switch? Right? Amen. And so we are to live like the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to walk like the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to live a life obedient like the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's number one. We see we're supposed to imitate God. But number two, we see that we're supposed to insulate ourselves from the world. I did not say isolate. That's different. We are not called to live a monastic lifestyle. We're not called to live like monks in some cave somewhere away from society. We're not called to live that way. We are to be insulated from the world, but yet not isolated. Notice what our text says here in verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, not, let it not be uh, once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, rather, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Can I remind you this morning that we are children of God? We have been adopted uh, into the greatest family that ever has been and ever will be. And there's no way to top our family. People say, i got a great family. And I'm I'm happy for that. I'm thankful that God puts us in good families. And even though we have some crazies here and there, we all have them. Some people think I'm the crazy in the family. And I might, you know, but hey, listen, by and large, in so many ways, in so many areas of our lives, we've been so blessed And we can say, boy, what a great family. I'm thankful for a family. I'm thankful for that. Not everybody can say that. But if you can, you better thank the Lord for what you have. But notice this. There's no greater family than God's family. Amen. We couldn't, I I couldn't state that enough. Let me ask you this. 
Thinking of a great family. Thinking of our family as the family of God. Could you imagine letting an enemy of your family consult you on family matters? Could you imagine? Hey, do you remember David? I mean, of course, we remember David and Goliath. David and Goliath, when he showed up on the scene, Goliath had been there, if I remember right, something like 40 days. He had been, he had been there spewing out all sorts of these epithets against Israel and against the God of Israel. And they had been trying to figure out what to do with them. David showed up on the scene. He can hear him, you know, yelling out against the Israelites. And uh, David shows up and says, Essentially, who's, why haven't you shut his mouth? He's, he's crying out again. This uncircumcised Philistine is crying out against the God of Israel. Why haven't you stopped him? Why did, David, why did David have this viewpoint? You can go back and read the text this afternoon. Why was he so upset at Goliath? Well, Goliath was saying things about somebody who he loved. He, listen, could you imagine David taking advice from Goliath? <laughs> right? What it, what, what it, he wasn't, no, he wasn't going to stand for it at all. Well, okay, take it today's, think about this. Imagine you have a neighbor that lives across from you. And every time you go out of the house, or let's say this, man, every time your wife goes out of the house, that neighbor's in the front yard just yelling stuff at her. Just mean stuff and nasty stuff and unkind things. And, you know, if your husband were a man, he'd come meet me and blah, 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 blah. And you're blah, 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 you know. I mean, I'm telling you what, you, you probably wouldn't put up with it, would you? You'd pray very hardly for, very intently for them before you drove a truck over the top. No, I'm just kidding. You wouldn't do that. At the, let me say this. At the very most, at the very least maybe, could you imagine taking advice from them? How to run your life? You, you know, while he's screaming at you, you, go, oh, hold on, time out, hold on a minute. You know, I was getting ready to go buy this. What do you think? Oh, well, hold on. Yeah, let me, well, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the information as you're walking away. Oh, by the way, your wife is still up. Right. You wouldn't put up with it, would you? Yeah. Your kids are Whatever. Your family is whatever. Would you, you would, no, no, listen. We would not take advice from them. Watch this. This is exactly what we're doing when we, when we live and in, in, in operate and are, are, are not insulated from the wickedness of this world. We're taking advice from some people sometimes. I understand, no, don't get me wrong. I understand the Bible says that sometimes the, the wisdom of the world is wiser you know, uh, is sometimes wiser than the children of God, right? And that's, not, that's unfortunate sometimes, right? That's just, but that's not what I'm saying today. What I'm saying to the, this morning is, could you imagine on a regular basis taking advice from somebody who hates your God and doesn't really care for you at all? No, no, I, I find this, it's not comical, it's, it's somewhat interesting to me. And some of the, some, some Christians, they get carnal, and they just, they love Hollywood, and they love this actor, and they love this actress, and they're, oh, they're just wonderful, and oh, they're just this, and oh, they're just that. I said, I think, you know what, if you just mentioned Jesus, you'd find out what they think about you and the one you love. You wouldn't be so quick to hobnob with them, be so infatuated with, with, with who they are. Yeah. No, you wouldn't take advice. No, this is what Satan did with Eve, was it? Watch this. He was giving her advice. <laughs> Hath God said, you will not surely die? 
No, no, listen, if, if you reject God, your mind will be open and you'll know all things. He was giving her advice. And it was ungodly advice. No, what am I saying this morning is that you cannot live for God while at the same time living in the, in, in the advice of Satan. We're talking about separation. We're talking about insulation, insulating our lives. Not isolating, but insulating. And we insulate how? We insulate our, our, our lives by separation. By separation. If you notice what's in the walls of this building, there may not be much of it. But there's some there. It's called insulation. What is the insulation doing? What is the insulation doing in your house? If you have it, hopefully. What is it doing? Watch. It is, it is separating the air on the outside from the air on the inside. It's a form of separation. It is insulating. The material is creating a separation between the outside air and the inside air. You might have R9. You might have R13. You might have R19. You might have uh, R30 if you can fit them in a tube of six wall or something like that. You might have a lot of insulation there, but you're trying to keep the outside from the inside. Separation. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, we know what it says. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. It's separation. It's insulation. 1 Peter chapter 1, we saw this just a couple weeks ago. Be holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. What are we doing? It's being apart, a separate, aside from. There's some things that we have to separate from if we're going to walk like Christ. Are you listening? There, I know, I know. You say, oh, here, here we go again. Can, can, can I tell you an observation I've noticed? 25, 30 years ago, a school that I went to constantly, in, in a lot of ways, demeaned separation. Like they're just a bunch of old crackpots and a bunch of legalists and a bunch of this and, and just a bunch of old people and old fundamentalists and blah, blah, blah. I heard it all. Yeah. Question, how are we doing today? Because many pastors out of fear believe them and stop preaching separation and stop preaching for the people of God to be holy and come out from the world and be separate. They stopped it. They used to use words like, well, that's just your preference. Right? They got real tricky. That word's back again. I saw on the, somebody say it online. I'm like, oh, there's, there's another word back. Yeah. Separation. We're not doing so well, are we? No, there's things that we have got to separate from if we're going to walk like Jesus Christ. If we're going to, as we'll see here in a little bit, if we're going to be light. There's some entertainment we just can't take into our life. Amen. Amen. There's some things that we cannot allow into our life. There's some things we cannot allow into our home. There's some music that should not be a part of our life anymore. There's some fashions that we should, just shouldn't be uh, participating in the world with. Have you seen some of the fashions lately? Yeah. There's, some there's some ways with our finances that the world does that we shouldn't participate in. No Christian should be gambling. No child of God should be taking God's money and spending it on vices. Yeah. 
Imitate God. Imitate God. Secondly, insulate from the world. This is here in, in chapter 5. Insulate from the world. But notice thirdly. So what I want to get to today. If you're going to walk like Christ, you're going to illuminate darkness. See, because we are in Christ, our life has changed from night to day. I mean, it has absolutely changed. The old man has has died and, and we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness as all, at all. And Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Look at verse 8 in our text. He says here, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yeah. Could you imagine a flashlight? Walking like a screwdriver? Could you imagine? How many have used a flashlight for a screwdriver? I have. Not a screwdriver, a hammer, I should say. I mean, I've banged on stuff with a flashlight to try to get... Listen, it, it might do it for a little while, but it's not going to last very long because it wasn't designed to do that. The, our, our word says here, walk as children of light. I want you to notice something in verse 8. It says, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light. Do you notice he does not say you were sometimes in darkness? He said you were sometimes darkness. You were darkness, not in darkness. Now notice what he says, thankfully. He doesn't say now are ye in light. He says now ye are light. That's who you are. You are a flashlight. You are a light. You are a candle. You are whatever it is. Why are you light now? Because God who is light lives in you. Amen? He resides in you. And so now you are light. Ye were darkness, but now you're light. Now you're light. And this is what we do. This is what we do. We are light in a dark world. See, light and darkness are mutually exclusive. There's no, listen, the, the Chinese yin and yang, it's not true. There's not a little bit of good and evil and not a little bit of evil and good. Light and darkness are mutually exclusive. They're two opposite things. They cannot exist at the same time. And so you this morning, you're either darkness or you're light. You're watching online, you're either darkness or you're light, one or the other. If you Listen, if you're not in Christ, you are darkness. If you are in Christ this morning, you are light. And so we're told here in our text, we ought to always walk as or like as who we are. What does that mean? We, we ought to live our life every day as who we are. You know when a flashlight's happy? When it's operating every day as a flashlight. If you could ask the Mr. Flashlight, what makes you the happiest? He'd say, when the button is pushed and I'm working, that's what makes me the happiest. What makes you the most sad? When you pick me up and use me as a hammer. <laughs> that makes me most sad. What makes you secondly most sad? When I could be used, but I'm not being used. Yeah. When somebody's stumbling through the house, right, when they could pick me up and use me. When somebody's walking down the old wire road in the middle of the night, right, and they could use me and they don't, right? No, we're supposed to walk, we're supposed to live the way that we are intended to live. Jesus said, ye are the light of 
the world. Ye are the light of the world. Your life is in stark contrast to the darkness of this world. Your life exposes wickedness. Your life exposes what is hidden in the corners. Your life exposes. This is what our life is supposed to do. This is what it's supposed to do. I, I, you, you, you know, when uh, there, there, are, there are ways that we see that our life exposes the darkness around us. Some of you have worked in past, you've worked in companies, you've worked where they had company Christmas parties and they had company this and company that. Yeah. Some of you didn't go. Because you knew it was just a big alcohol fest. You know what you had done that day? You know what you did by, by choosing not to go? You were light that exposed darkness because you didn't go. No, you didn't make a fool out of yourself. You didn't get up and make a big... Ah, now, maybe if you had that opportunity, that might be all right. But You said, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, you're going to be there? No, I'm not going. How come? Uh, man, I just can't handle that alcohol scene. It's just too much. It just doesn't glorify God. It kind of hurts my spirit. I don't like being around it. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, I don't drink much. You ever, you ever make a statement? Uh, something opens up and you get a statement to make, and you wouldn't believe how they back away. I mean, they know. They back away and kind of, kind of make it seem like, a, you know. Well, I mean, I just, I, it, it's just for a good time. I don't do this every day. I don't do it every day. They start feeling guilty, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you, hey, when you refuse to make the Lord's Day like every other day by not participating in something that takes you out of church, right? And, uh, boy, you know what you've just done? You've become a light and you've exposed darkness yeah. just by making decisions. What are you doing? You're walking as like when you don't allow you didn't allow your children to go to certain friends' houses or certain activities or certain birthday parties. What have you done? You made a decision uh, sometimes because you're light, and it ended up exposing darkness. Yeah. How many have had a few of those? Yeah. I don't know why I don't get to go. Three weeks later, you find out what a mess it was. Sure glad you weren't there, weren't you? Yeah. Amen. Whether you realize it or not, saints, listen, whether you realize it or not, living a life imitating God is a life lived as light and it exposes ungodliness. It exposes it. Look at verse 10. Proving, testing what is acceptable unto the Lord. Testing, proving what's acceptable unto the Lord. How do you do this? Have you ever inspected something with a flashlight? Brother Neil, you ever gone to work on a HVAC system or something and you had to pull a flashlight out and try to figure out what the problem is? Try to look in there. There it is, right? Found it. Inspection. Maybe flipping the switch on in that old house to see what runs. You ever do that? Flipping, I mean, stuff scattering all over the place. Yeah. You, you, you go, well, maybe we won't sleep here tonight. Maybe it was the hotel room and you flipped the light on and went, hmm, maybe we'll go down the road somewhere else, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. What's the light? What is the light of inspection? 
maybe coming to your mind is Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy word giveth light. The entrance of thy word. Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It exposes. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What does the word of God do? It reveals the path ahead of you so you know where to go. And it exposes in front of you stumbling blocks and things that might trip you up on your destination. That's what the word of God does. It is light. Right. It is light. We, listen, this is how we ought to live. If we're going to follow the Lord Jesus, if we're going to walk like Him, if we're going to imitate God, uh, we've got to realize that we are light, and then we have to realize the part of being light is inspecting the things to make sure that they are of God and they line up with the Word of God. We do that with the Word of God. But lastly, we notice here that our life ought to reprove darkness. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with letting somebody know in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a nice way. <laughs> you know, could you find different words to use than that word? Yeah. I remember Pastor Buchanan down in, uh, down in uh, Bozier, Bozier, thank you, down at Bozier, uh, uh, not Bozier, down at Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, he gave an illustration. I was there one night. I was working there in Denham Springs. was there for church uh, when I was in the area. And uh, he, gave an, he, he gave a story about when he was a young man. He said, I'd just gotten saved and is working at a factory over in Texas where he was from. And he said, the guy that I was left to work with, he said he was a young man at the time, but the guy he was left to work with was an older man, and he kept taking God's name in vain. And this is what he said to him. He said, you know, uh, I'm sure you wouldn't like it if somebody cussed your daddy. Is there any way you could probably not cuss God around me? I, I really love them. Uh, you, you wouldn't put up with anybody cussing your daddy. I, I wish, you wouldn't, wish you wouldn't talk about God like that. He said, that man hung his head. <laughs> he knew. He said he was away from the Lord. He got back in church, got faithful to the Lord because somebody said something. What was he doing? He was reproving. He was reproving the darkness. He was reproving it. No, you don't got to be ugly about it. You'd never want to be ugly about it. But boys, you need to, sometimes you need, that's why you need to walk in the Spirit so the Lord can give us the things to say at the right time in the right way. You know, it's, it's a good thing. It's nothing wrong with telling somebody that there's great offense in taking the Lord's name in vain. I think it's good to be vocal about some things that are going on in our society today, like making statements about where we are on the abortion issue. Did you see Ohio just uh, voted, you know, voted some things in to, to legalize abortion and to watch the cheering of people ecstatic, ecstatic that it's going to be legalized to offer their babies under the Molech of our day. Yeah, it's wicked, right? No, no, if, you're, if we're light, we're going to be reproving the darkness. Yeah. I think it's a good thing to walk away from some conversations, amen? Some of you aren't on the workforce anymore, but some of you remember the days when you were. Some of you still are today. You're out in the factories. You're out on the job sites. You're out in the construction places. You're, you're working away, and you can come along some conversations. And you know what light ought to do when some conversations come up? They ought to turn around and walk away somewhere else. Yeah. Why? What do you do when you walk away? You don't even have to say anything. You know what you've done? You've, you've reproved darkness. Yeah. Imitate God. Imitate God. 
insulate from the world. Illuminate darkness. Illuminate darkness. Goes on to say, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, verse 11, but rather reprove them. Look at this. For it is a shame to even speak of those things which are done of them in secret. There are some things we shouldn't even be talking about. I know it's the world we live in, and it's unfortunate, but there's some conversations we should not even be having. The tabloids, tabloids of Hollywood shouldn't even, shouldn't even cross our lips to talk about some of the filth and the, and the, and the, and the rejection of God that these people live in sometimes. Yeah. What, should, what should cross our lips, and I, I mean, I, I'm just being serious, what should cross our lips is prayer to God that He had mercy on them, that they'd come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We were no better. Don't, don't get all high and mighty about yourself. But we need to, listen, if we're going to imitate God, we're going to have to insulate from the world. And we're going to have to illuminate the darkness around us. By watch, by living as a light. By living as a light. You know what would have been worse for my friend Tim and I walking down that road in the pitch black? You know what would have been worse for us than walking down in the dark? Walking down it with a flashlight that we just didn't bother to use. Now, I don't know. We were, we were guys of the old order. There's no way we'd have walked without a flashlight if it meant we are going to act like a scared girl going down the road. <laughs> uh-oh, no way. I need a flashlight to be tough. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't work either. Anyway... <laughs> No, I'm saying it, it would have been a it would have been a really silly thing. It would have been ignorant. It have been it, it's dangerous. It's foolish. To if you have the light to turn on to help you down where you're going to not turn the thing on is just silly. Yet there are so many Christians today who are walking in a dark world with their light hidden. And shut off. Friend, it's ignorant. It's dangerous. I don't know how I fell into the sin. You didn't fall. You tripped right over it because your light was off. And you shut it off a long time. That's a whole other issue. I, I, I don't know how this came into our family. I don't know how this happened. No, sometimes things just come in. But sometimes, sometimes things come in. Because we have the light shut off trying to navigate a dark world without it. That's silly. It's just not wise. It's not wise. I don't know why I keep getting hurt. I don't know why I keep banging my shin. I don't know why I keep tripping over that. I don't know why I keep stepping on that stupid toy they left out. I <laughs> yeah. don't know why I can't make progress in life. don't know why I'm not getting victory over sin. Don't know why, watch, don't know why every little noise in life that comes along I'm reacting to and getting scared about. That's how we walk down the road. <laughs> Should have been there. It's awful. It's pathetic. Some people go through life like that. Some Christians go through life like that. 
skittered in oh, every, every little noise, every little thing that comes into their life that God brings in. No. Why? Because they're, they're not walking with their light on. They're not walking in the Spirit. Yep. There's Christians out there that, listen, they assume the worst of every situation in their life. <clears throat> Do you know every noise that we heard walking down that road? You know what came into the imagination? The worst thing possible. We didn't say, oh, I bet that was a grasshopper. <laughs> it's like, was that a bear? <laughs> was that some hillbilly with a gun? Well, no, they owned all this. You know, and, uh, anyway. Wolf? Yeah, oh, that'd have been bad. That's a wolf. Coyote? Why? Why are people living like this? Because somewhere, somewhere, they shut the light off. They stopped walking like Christ. They, they, listen, they, there are some things in their life that they stopped insulating from the world from. And they allowed it back in. They allowed it back in. And it always happened slowly. slowly. How many had convictions over some things? And, and, and there are good Bible convictions. And you can look where you are today and go, yeah, it's back. I don't know how I let that back in. Can I tell you, it's always harder the second time to get rid of it. Or the third. Shut the light off. Sin is what shuts the light off. Disobedience is what shuts the light off. Selfishness flips the switch off. None of these mark the life of Jesus Christ. None of them. You see this morning, church, there's a mass of humanity who are groping in the darkness trying to find their way. Yeah, I get it. Many, many of them want it. They love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil, the Bible says. But there are some responding to the light that they do have, watch, and they need to find the source. A friend of mine, he's a missionary in Germany, been there for a number of years. He was in the uh, military and he was stationed in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. He was stationed along the border back when we used to watch the border, a long time ago. And he said one of the things they did was they would put a flashlight on the head of a horse and patrol that way. And he said as they were coming across the border, all they would see was this light doing this. And it was so interesting to them that they would go to it to see what it was. And he said then we'd get them. It worked every time. Can I tell you, if you're in darkness and you see a light, know what our natural thing is? To go see what's behind the light, who's got the light. To see where the, what the light's going, <clears throat> what the source of the light is, where it's coming from. If you're walking down a road in the middle of nowhere and you see a light across the field, you're like, let's go. Why? What's there? Back in the day, maybe a phone you could call. Right. Listen, we're living in a dark world. You are light. I am light. And there are people in this dark world who if they would see the light of Jesus Christ in you, they'd come to you and they'd start trying to find out where the source was. Because they go, there's something different about them. There's something different. Yeah. But if your light's shut off because you're not following God, you're living, you're living a life like a battery with run-down batteries. 
just worthless. Oh, it may be on a little bit. You know, the batteries are getting low. You ever have one of those flashlights? And you shake it and try to get it to come. Sometimes it gets bright and it shuts off again real quick. And brighten off. Batteries are going out. That's what the life of some Christian's life looks like. The light's dim. And it flash real quick, right? They get into a real good uh, Sunday morning service and the songs are great. And all of a sudden, the light's on real good. And they get home by night, it's back down again, kind of worthless. What do you do with those flashlights? You, well, you replace the batteries, right? But if the batteries aren't working, what do you, you chuck it. You get rid of it. It's not of any use. I'm telling you this morning, we've got to live who we are. We are light. We are light. Let me ask you this morning, are you living in such a way that God could pick you up like you'd pick up a flashlight and use you to bring a lost world to himself. Is your light that bright? Is it that bright? Or is it so dim that people just walk right by you? Yeah. Here, are you imitating Jesus? Are you living a life that imitates him? May God help us this morning here in Ephesians to live to live like the Lord Jesus Christ. To live like the light that we are. Don't listen to what, listen, don't listen to what the world says. Don't listen to what the carnal Christians say that are away from God and their lights shut off and dim. Don't listen to them. Get in the Word of God and live like Christ. Father, thank you this morning. I'm thankful that we are light. I'm thankful that you would use us. It's, it's an astonishing thing that you would use us in such a way. And Lord, though many times we don't know how to be used, I guess I could say it that way. I think every heart in here would say they want to be used. They don't always know how that look, what it looks like, but they, but they want to be used, and I want to be used. And so Father, would you help us Help us by your Holy Spirit to remember to live a life that imitates Jesus. That we would come out from this world and be separate. That we would put up those walls of insulation. And then, Father, that we would illuminate the darkness by walking in obedience and truth. Would you help us to do that? We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning? We have the instrument start playing and the invitation is open. Are you living as light? Is there any place in your life out of disobedience or however you want to call it, is there any place in your life that you have shut the light off? Is there any area of your life where the insulation has been torn down and the outside air is getting in, and it's affecting you. Yeah. Would you go to the Lord this morning? Acknowledge that to Him. Acknowledge that you've not been living His light. Acknowledge that you've allowed some things that shouldn't be there. Would you do that this morning? And get back out and live like the light you are.
know what the nice thing is that the Lord about the Lord telling us that we are light. A light's not for is not for itself. A light's for others. It's for the one using it. And some people listen. They can get so insulated from the world. It's all about self, right? Feeling feeling good about self. Which watch the reason we insulate, the reason we separate is for others. So our light can so shine, you know, to draw them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.